Today I want you to turn our thoughts to a few couple of verses in Luke's Gospel chapter 10, please. I don't know if you're very interested in uh, visitation. I'm going to visit a new home here in Luke's Gospel chapter 10 of Mary and Martha and Lazarus in that lovely little home in Bethany. What do you do? A visitation, make the pastor at this door and lock the door and visit his sister and the Lord. And we went to my The man was in the kitchen and told me it's not him. <laughs> so, do you ever get any responses like that? And sometimes, uh, visitation can be a bit tiring, but many, many opportunities to get visitation. And here we have a wonderful illustration of a little home with there in Bethany. So, Jesus and Mary and Martha. Now, it came to pass as they went that I entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let's just pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, bless you for these lovely little stories that we have in your word. Practical incidents, Lord, and the practical application of the great world. And we know we live in a world that is toxic and curvy and full of stress and many other pressures. But we thank you, God, for the way that you were able to handle these certain situations, that we can glean from them, that we can go out and into the day's world and apply those principles into our lives and into our lives. So often we're like Martha, Lord, and so often we're like Mary, and so often we're like those, Lord, grappling. There is no hope and no peace and no assurance. And so, Lord, we pray for your hand upon us now and we turn to your word. We pray, O oh God, you help us and we gain something from it and go away from your presence this evening, knowing that our God is so good and so gracious and so wonderful salvation that we can work to enjoy. Be with you, you ask, and pray for Catherine tonight, Lord. Thank you for over the years. Thank you for the ministry you've given to your own soul. Thank you for the blessings that you've been to so many up and down our land and the land beyond the seas. And pray for Joseph and Samuel tonight and pray for Ali. And thank you, God, for the way that you take up our lives and use them with ministries. And Lord, you use those ministries for the furtherance of your gospel and for the furtherance of your glory. Even as we pray now and we just leave ourselves in your presence and pray for your help and blessing. In our saving name we ask it. Amen. <clears throat> under the pressure. I'm sure we all feel that we're under pressure times and how do we curb it, how do we handle it? We need to put it in the box and throw it into the recycling bin and say, Praise the Lord, it's ready to pay more. Don't we see any more? I have a good friend because I love going to Craigmore because I put all my problems in the plastic bag, taking the Craigmore recycling centre and I've never seen it again. But pressure's not like that. We all have pressure that we have to deal with in life. And maybe this evening you're anxious, really anxious, 
What you need is a recall in your life to just slow you down and stop and refocus. Sometimes you wonder why we get so burdened, tense and stressed and not able to cope. If you have a magazine or a newspaper handy, try reading an article, article without using the punctuation marks. It doesn't make much sense, does it? It all becomes a hectic string of words. The meaning is lost and lacks direction. The purpose of punctuation and a piece of writing is to guide the reader into the true meaning of the words and phrases. Through it we understand and punctuate so it gives life and purpose for to the words. For many of us in reality of this 2022 year, for many of us life is able and art of without punctuation. There are no causes for prayer, any commas or full stops of silence or solitude. Just one hectic state of worries behind us from one activity to the next. We live in a world where we have to cope with pressure. I don't mean like we're not friends. Monday morning, the alarm clock goes well at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, if you retire like me, you make a choice whether you want to go up at 6 or 7 or 8, it doesn't matter. But we're not all like that. We live in a world where we have to face and cope with pressure. Tight finances, debt, divorce. The baby's children, abuse, immorality, loneliness, grief, depression, pain, etc. When we get all of this in one day, we need a comment. And all of us have to live with reality. We need to stop and take time. Time out. So let us slow down our pace and insert a pause. Here and now, we can do that by offering up a prayer together. And praise God for those prayer meetings that are important in our daily, daily routine in life. Where we come and just lay ourselves before, before the Lord and to ask for his help and blessing. And with that, we cover great. Meet up with one another and just chat about the things of God and the, the things that really matter most in life. And we'll encourage one another. But when we come to God's word this evening, we learn how to keep Mr. Anxiety from erasing our peace and joy that should punctuate our lives. And those verses in Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7 have been a real blessing to us over the years. It's been a real blessing to me. Says, Paul says to the Philippians, He said, Be answered for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication of thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, which surpassed all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Luke's John Gospel chapter 10, this evening, we have these verses that portray a weak problem that can be addressed to you and I this evening. There's even a problem in a home that's presented to us. And the word anxious here in verse 6 of, um, of Philippians chapter, chapter 2 comes from the Greek verb meaning to be divided or to just be distracted. It also means choking or strangling. The same word has found its way into our English language, which we get our word worry. So even from ancient times, we can see that worry, worry, worry's nature hasn't changed. It still strangles and it still chokes our lives in our daily walk. So what exactly for you and I this evening is anxiety? It's a painful uneasiness due to an unpending fear. It's mental, emotional and spiritual <coughs> manipulation. 
in the midst of all, return and say the panic. But when it comes this evening, how do you handle it? And then the others are faced with a powerful experience. Then he takes us into places, situations, experiencing beyond our control. Some of these can cause a certain worry and anxiety to extend that we wonder who we are and why we are here. And what does Peter tell us in 1 Peter chapter 7, chapter 5, verse 7? Can't they know you're caring because he cares for you? When it comes, how do you handle it? When it comes, anxiety highlights the human viewpoint and strides with the divine so we become fearful. It also can choke our ability to distinguish the incidental from the essential. So we can get distracted and we can twist many worries around in our hearts and we cannot relax and we lose our energy and joy and we become negative. negative. Sometimes we're so apt to see the top half empty rather than half full, don't we? Someone said to me when I'm pulling the tea in the church and after thought, just give me a half, a half cup there, say, that's okay, I'll give you the upper half. Okay? You can deal with the other half. That's your responsibility. But right when, when it comes, it does find us. But why we panic? We all fall into the trap and under pressure of doing the wrong and saying the wrong things. Making the wrong decisions at times. It is part and parcel of human nature. Life is not easy in the alley. Even in 2022, with all the modernization of technology and all the icons we have, Life is definitely not easy. We're under pressure of doing wrong things, saying wrong words, making wrong decisions. It's part and parcel of our human nature. Life is not easy for those who seem to have it easy. But the person we're going to see here this evening, in verse 38 of Luke's up in chapter 10, is a person with a problem. And maybe you have this problem this evening. I'm sure probably you have. This homeless man, Martha, who lived there, was open to Christ. He was always a welcome guest to this lovely little home in Bethany. We know two things about the people who showed much such courtesies to Christ. They are recorded everywhere by the people and the residents uh, of the people. The slave doesn't get any more real than in the home, does it? Even with Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. That's where it takes us into one of the most personal of the visits of Jesus to a home where he loved to visit. Two miles of Jerusalem, in a little village called Bethany, Jesus took time to pause in that little home of Martha, Mary and Nazareth. He would find a refuge among special friends who didn't meet him with their demands. They were always ready to receive him as a guest as a loved one, as a friend. Here was a home where he knew he was loved and well accepted. A place he could rest and find relaxation. These friends of Jesus showed him great courtesy and respect into their home. And so they had seen what this little home was all about. These friends of Jesus were delighted. They were delighted to have Jesus as a guest into their little home. I don't know what kind of home it was, whether it was a four star, five star, two star, but it was a little Bethel where Jesus found rest 
securing him to be nice and have encouragement. They were delighted to have Jesus as their guest and sent home. Here was Jesus who took time and space to go to be a guest into the home that afternoon. There's always a price for showing courtesy to anyone, isn't there? At any time you have guests at home, there's a price you pay. It was a God at home in Bethany. Can you pay a price for showing courtesy to the Lord Jesus? In affection to entertain Jesus was great. And they put themselves uh, to face the Savior. They were delighted to have Jesus in that little home that afternoon. They were different. There was a cost, not only money and the supplies, but in Jerusalem, many were hostile towards Jesus. They wondered, why is Jesus going to that home? Why is he in heaven to the house? Not all people love Jesus. And faith of Jesus were not viewed favorably by the foes of Christ. Christ was not popular and was very well spoken of here. The choice of service. When we go into that holy sea, one was a worker and the other was a worshipper. But they were distracted because whenever Jesus came in, where did Martha go to? She fled to the kitchen. She was distracted by all the covering that she found there in the kitchen to entertain her beloved friend Jesus. Where was Mary? Mary was at the feet of Jesus. Listen to the Master's words and be encouraged to hear the words of the Lord Jesus. One was a worker and one was a worshipper. But here they were distracted. From the moment Christ came to the door, Martha was distracted with all the incidentals of being the perfect hostess. She was busy and it wasn't long before those incidentals became near to her terror. Mary took time to Jesus' feet. And listen to his words. What takes a priority in our lives? Is it the football, the TV, the computer? But Mary took time to give her attention to the Savior. Martha was hot and before long she became rushing in the kitchen, red-faced and exploded. In verse 40, what does it say? That Martha was comforted with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does he not care that my sister has left me to serve the Lord. Better therefore that she help me. And so friends this evening, Lord, whenever Martha said to the Lord, in this way with this attitude, and with an explosion of comfort, there was the Lord Jesus knew that Martha had a loud thing to become and comfort. So friends, you and I the same thing. Anxiety wrote Martha of the essential words. But Martha indicated a sharp contact between Mary and her. Personalities may be within the faith, but this complaint by Martha was more than a personal personality difference. It was a difference in spiritual temperature. Incidentals in Martha's life become the essentials. And is that not something that happened to us as believers in Christ or maybe you're not seeing the same thing? You don't know the Savior and you haven't sat at his feet yet. And maybe you're thinking, well, what is all in the gospel message? What am I to do to get to heaven this evening? You have to sit at Jesus' feet and know that what he's done for you in the cross of Calvary is to pay for your eternal salvation. And that is when he died on the cross. He shed his blood 
And he gave his life as a ransom that you and I can sit at his feet this evening and worship him rather than be a worker. Yes, a lot of people in the world today that you can ignore that. They're working their way and trying to get their way to God. And through their own selfish ways and selfish ways and all by their own works and own self-graduation, people are trying to get to heaven in all means and ways. Rather than going to the cross. But the cross is the only way that you and I can know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and friends evening. And just as we sat the Lord Jesus faith, she heard the words of her Savior. So for this evening, there was a difference between Martha and Mary. One who brought up the Lord, the incidentals to become the essentials. But Mary, she wanted to hear what the gospel was all about and the words of the Savior. But for this evening, what would it say here in verse 42? The power for the problem. Not only was a problem here, the portrayal of the problem, the personal problem, but there's a power for the problem, see Here we have anxiety wrote Martha of the essential. Fellowship with Christ. She's been in was under pressure. She forgot the cause to insert the comma. Here was a savior right in the midst of them. Then the opportunity to rest and relax and enjoy listening to Jesus. But Martha chose to make the bread. What do we do when we get to be like Martha? We need to rest before His feet. And to hear the only way to salvation is evening is to come to Lord Jesus and to know His forgiveness, to know His cleansing, and to know that all that He's done for us on the cross is more than sufficient to get to heaven because He has done it all. Yes, when Martha was complaining to Christ, Mary was communing with Christ. And what are we doing this evening? Are we saved? Are we resting in all the certain things that Christ has done for us and made for us on the cross? There is paved the way for our salvation and there is counseled the death for our sin and given us a wonderful freedom that we can have relationship and a wonderful communion with the holy and the loving God. And have hope for heaven this evening. We can make Mary who was a worshipper. He knew her fine faith was in Christ. And none and none can take away. Or we like Martha. He was covered with all the incidentals. And she did not allow them to become the essentials. Yes, friends, this evening, we may all need to hear the prompting words of the, of the Lord Jesus evening. It shows a good opportunity, judgment for opportunities. Mary didn't, didn't waste her opportunities. So in this tonight, Lord, tonight, Lord, as we will look to heaven flesh, we come to use our opportunities, and not as duties, but as essentials that we need to know the Savior. May here was sitting at the Lord's feet to listen to his words. Do we be like Martha, allowing life's preparations and worries to keep us from joining Mary at the Savior's feet? We worry when we add more things to our schedule. We can add that that makes us angry. We need to learn to relax and to, really, to rest at the feet of the Savior's evening. And that all that we need to ahead this evening is done and come as far as the Lord Jesus at the cross of Calvary. There's no other way, no other way but trusting Jesus. 
There's no other way. And then not only do we need to rest at his feet the same friends, because he is the one who is our Savior. We need to rely on his word. This Mary had a heart for God and a heart to serve him. And as he listened to those loving words of the Savior that brought life and assurance to her soul, we live in a world of all shades, colors, sizes, and sounds. But when we seek and determine to follow the Lord, we need to hear and know His voice and to hear His word. Who are we tonight? Are we outside of Christ or inside of Christ? Are we Christ ambassadors who need not only be ready, but also we need to be delighted. The man said to the past on one occasion that we need to lower the standards of his preaching. The pastor agreed and will go on his office to the nearby building and said to the man, Look, he says, there's a flag flying there at half mass. What does it mean? asked the pastor. The man replied, saying, It means that someone is dead. When we don't want to stand with God's word to save their friends, it means the church is dying. And in 2 Corinthians 5 20, we are ambassadors for Christ. And the only way that we can get to heaven this evening is through the finished work of our Lord Jesus, who gave himself for us on the cross of Calvary, that you and I can receive this evening for time and for eternity. Yes, we need to be rest of the Lord's feet this evening. We're not going to look to Mark and say she wasn't doing anything she was. She was looking after the, the essentials. But she was not in burdener, not to overcome her. And anxiety took over. We need to bring our anxieties to Jesus this evening. And just to be like Mary, there's a pain for the kitchen and there's a pain for the salad. There's a pain to work and there's a pain to rest. We need to bring all our anxieties, all our words, all our cares to the feet of our Lord Jesus and know what is done on the cross for you and I this evening. It's a time for eternity. Praise God for the salvation that you and I have this evening. It's only in Him that we can firmly and wonderfully rest upon His great assurance that they know that we are saved for time and for eternity. This little story this evening is to encourage you and I this evening that every home has its pressures, every workplace has its pressures, every ministry has its pressures. To be involved in the Lord's work doesn't say we're exempt from the troubles of life. No. And if you work in the workplace, it doesn't mean you say we're a lovely office and a, a, all the more cons and all the technology that we're going to be feed from all the stress. Everywhere we go today, no matter it's the office, no matter if it's the ministry of God's cases, there will be always those anxieties. But we need to know we Savior, into our lives, into our circumstances, into our situations, that He gives us that peace and joy and satisfaction this evening. No friends, there's only one antidote for the true, true anxiety this evening, and that is the joy and the peace. And that true peace this evening that Jesus offers you and I this evening is only the peace that He has established for us at the cross of Calvary. So when it came to years ago in Peru, we were traveling up the mountains and Nathan and I, we, we had to leave 
I would keep it for a trailer track for my keep up the panel. A lot of old dusty road before the pound and we'd turn it down line as a lovely turn it down time. You wouldn't know it now. It was old the dusty road we left at four o'clock in the, in the morning. And just a few hours later up the road, what happened was that we had a little boy or a little son, Alistair, who was only six months, six months, eight months old at that time. And he was nine. She was driving the, the jeep I had given her, given her over to get her rest and driving the jeep and the old jeep stopped. It was slow down and wet. She said, Desi, did you get that? Did you fill it up with diesel before we left? I said, I didn't fill it up with no problem. We should have put the diesel. But what had happened is we, we got the battery changed because one of the other missions needed a battery and I rolled my battery before I started off the, the night before before I started off in the morning. I went to change with the battery again. When they went to the garage, the garage man says, the wee boy, change that battery over. And I never checked it. The wee boy put the battery in, but didn't put it in right. When we hit the bumpy road, the old battery fell out and burned all the cables. And there was Mavis and I, up high up on the mountain, 60,000 feet above Seattle. And I looked at the buses and big lorries passing that way during the daytime. But there was this big lorry coming up from, from, from the coast with a big load of rice going to Bolivia. And I couldn't see any buses or anything, so I looked up the boy and I said, Look, we have a problem. We have uh, a battery that's fallen down to the car, it's burned all the cables. We can't, we, we no way to get put another eight hours down to go. We get the tow. He said, You've got a tow rope. I said, Don't have a tow rope. But the only thing was that an old belt, if somebody had given me the one old machine on the back of the jeep, and I gave him the old belt, and he said, I know that will do. And so he tied the belt on and said, Now you have to go fast. And he said, Because he says, I'm in a rush to get this whole location in Bolivia by night time. And during the whole day, we were behind that old lorry with all the dust and the dirt and everything. And we said, Daddy, if some of them stones were flaming and bust on one street, what are we going to do? We said, We stand it here. But you know, we started to pray and we prayed the Lord would just get us through to come. And that time that night, we had a regular point at 10 o'clock at night. Cold and then the wee boy, Alistair, our son, six, six months old, and the, the, the boy in the Bolivian order, I gave him a few dollars, and he was happy, he was happy enough, and he thanked me, he said, Thank you very much, I said, Thank you very much for telling us the whole day because someone has done in the path with the car ride. Just a little mistake, but it changed all our circumstances. No friends, sometimes circumstances, things come into your lives and they can change your circumstances. It can cause us a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure, a lot of unseen circumstances and change your situations. But praise God this evening, we have the peace of God. And it transcends all of us. And thank God for that peace that only can be found. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross. He paid the price for our sin. He satisfied the Holy God in heaven. And he shed his precious blood that you and I can receive this evening. Thank God for salvation. And thank God in the prayer witness of this evening. That when we mentioned Pastor Jared Borges this evening, someone prayed. It was through Pastor Rogers that he came to know the Saviour. Yes, friend, you don't know where you're putting that little mustard seed in. 
I'm just going to tomorrow and I have to know my home. You're going to get a testimony. You may be somewhere this week. You need almost to see here there and yonder. And it's only through us preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel with others. Don't be like a martyr this evening. There's time to the kitchen. But make sure you take time with God. Don't leave it too late if you're not saved this evening. You can say, well, I go to church. I keep my church. Do all things right. I'm not too bad when you respect me with my mum and dad. You know, I don't do much follow with them. You know, my friends, you know, I'm okay with my friends. Your lifestyle will never get you to heaven. It's only my faith in Christ. And in Christ alone, that you and I can find perfect peace and true satisfaction when we put our trust in the Lord. Praise God for the Marthas. Don't be too hard on her this evening. Yes, she allowed those incidentals become essentials. And so often we do that. We get the things of life and the things of the world. Rob us from what God has given us and what to give us in the Son, the Lord Jesus. Don't miss out on God. And so don't praise, don't be too hard, Mary. She just didn't need Martha to do all the time. She sat at Jesus' feet. There's a time. Yes, there's a time to the worship. And there's a time to work. But let us, the old man said, let's keep the balance. And when Jesus is in it, it works. And that is why the gospel works this evening. Because Jesus is the all in all of all the gospel. He is the one who saves us and who satisfies. And praise God this evening, let's have another S. He's the one who secures. You know, these people say, you know, I, I don't feel saved. I was saved a few years ago, but I don't know what happened. I said, well, where is it? Well, what's saved? I accepted the Lord with mission. I accepted the Lord when I put my faith and trust in him. I don't know, don't know what is going on. But I will always say to people, you haven't lost your salvation, but you have lost your assurance. You need to come back to God. And God doesn't give you one day to take away the next. This is not our God. Our God is a good God, a generous God. Our God is a faithful God. And that is why He allowed His Son the day of the cross to give us a salvation that we can find in no other and in no other place. And praise God for the blood to save that no matter what we've done and what we've messed up, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us, secures us from all sin. Maybe we've messed up for this last week. Maybe there's something that's happened this last week. And you know, friends, we come to another moment, faithful God, one who forgives us and one who forgets. So don't be like a man. Don't be like Mary. Let us look out to them and they open the home to Jesus. And let us see there's more than that little home than what sometimes we find this negative. There's a lot of positives. And Jesus loved that little home where he could relax and enjoy the company all those friends, Mark and Mary Nazareth. So friends say that, let us open our hearts to Jesus. Let us open our home to Jesus. Let us open our life to Jesus. And let us go out and enjoy him. And not only to enjoy him, but let us share with us. 
Let him look for the Christians. But we can go and deliver them before them. And all of us out there was in something in us that was showing something Jesus. Because we're his ambassadors. And we are called for a purpose. People want them to live for Christ. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this lovely story of that little home in Bethany. Sometimes, Lord, we miss the even important part that you are the center of all, all that for the Lord and all. Help us, Lord, to put you into the first and foremost part of our lives. That we will not only be the workers, but we will be the worshippers. And help us, Lord, to get the balance. And help us, Lord, to keep the balance. And we go out and share you with others. Thank you for your presence with us at Given Tuesday. And pray for all that have been praying for during this day that you will take us out, Lord, and use each one of us today and for the week that lies ahead of us for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.